trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. And indeed, welcome to the Topical Resort. Who am I? That's a good question. I am your one only host, your guide, your whatever, Green Viper 8. Yes, because we're going to be taking a trip back today to a lovely time or, you know, horrible time depending on your opinion because you're entitled to a different opinion, aren't you? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm starting off like this, but ah, nostalgia. A lovely but horrible thing, and although I get nostalgic for games a lot, I don't let it change my opinion on a game. Many games I enjoyed as a kid, now I dislike, but I'm still nostalgic for them. So what does this have to do with today's show? A lot, actually, because we're looking at what Sega had to offer in 2010, one of my personal favourite years in gaming. But, first of all, we, why don't we start off with some music from a game that was released in 2010. I know, right? What a coincidence. So, why don't we start off with... Free Crush 40 version from Sonic Free Riders because I feel like it, okay? So, enjoy the music.
And welcome back to the show, and that snuck up on me because that track just suddenly faded out while I was trying to do some stuff. And indeed, we have currently got some um, other people in the chat other than Jamie and Twinny. I know, right? That's quite scary. Um, we currently have Lost Impact, who was under the name Eclipse last week. They are now back. And Sarah Rose has joined us once again. And we also have, if I can find them now because they were here just a second ago... And we also have Alan Buzzy back. We, I believe the last time we saw you was the Res episode, so uh, welcome back indeed. But um, yes, as Twinny has rightfully posted, there is a reference to what songs can be requested, although I, I will allow some loopholes. For example, I will allow Request some Baron Sonic 2010, despite it being released in 2009. But um, I mean, I might also allow a loophole to let you request music that was perhaps released in... Or perhaps that wasn't Sega and was just released in 2010 in general, because there were some great games in 2010. I think did Mario Galaxy 2 came out in 2010, didn't it? I feel like it did. Of course, I am ever so well prepared, so I have to look this stuff up on Google. Yes, okay, it was 2010. I seem to have it in my head that it was 2011, but that's like my second favorite game of all time. Uh, hang on. Okay, sorry, just had to sort something out there quickly. Uh, Jamie Mr. Wonderman, aka Mr. Rexy Wonderfan, aka Peter Kickers, aka Green Vibrator, has a lot of names. Just announced, my list I've been creating is going to surprise everyone, it even surprised me. I'll be adding three more lots and then publishing it on here, okay. Because I, I created the list of all the eligible games, like by hand, because nobody had like one definitive list. So I might have missed some stuff. Uh, Supersonic Swags has got to love Splash Hill Zone, the most original zone. I actually do quite like Splash Hill Zone, but like, it is original the zone, practically. Let's be fair. But, uh, yeah, you guys have completely derailed me, because, I don't know. Um, my, my notes are apparently out to date, because my notes say explain PS2, uh, but, um, we're not talking about the PS2, thank goodness, because... Who wants to talk about the PS2, that sucky console? We want to talk about 2010 Sega games, because that was a great year for Sega. Oh, uh, Jamie says this is personal list, gaming related though. Okay, I will definitely look forward to seeing that. And, okay, good, that is updated, so I can now add those to the feed. Okay, I'll do that afterwards. Uh, there we go. Okay, so that should be finally sorted, so I should have to keep going back to that now, and I can actually concentrate on my show. Super spooky, right? Yes, and thank you to Twinny for posting it on the uh, social media. So, I'm just having a complete mind blank today. It's way too warm, and uh, I'm not one of those people who normally complains about the heat, because it's not really too warm, but like, when there's no fan on, and it's a boiling hot room with a bunch of technology on, it just gets to my head, okay? I might have to turn it on like faintly in the background, enough to just where you can't hear it, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Lost Impact says, I thought this was Radio Nintendo, Jamie. Oh, oh no, <laughs> the dreaded Radio Nintendo has been mentioned once again for this episode, it seems. But they always find a way to sneak themselves into um, my episodes, despite the fact, you know, we don't have any affiliation with them. Um, but I don't have anything written down for this segment, so I mean, I guess we're going to go with our usual... Um, just making stuff up on the spot, which we do for the show anyway. But 
Sega games released in 2010. I think 2010, just in general, was a really good year for gaming because it. I feel like it was sort of the comeback for a lot of games, if that makes sense. Because, um, like, there were other good games in other good years. Like, <laughs> that made no sense. But, like, you know, it's not like the years before it like had especially bad games, but like. Something about 2010 felt so special, it was like, tons of good games released at once, and you know, everyone was sort of doing their best works at this time, and some great games came out this year, and it's a very special year for me personally, because I I, I have quite good memories of 2010 in general, and it's just, the games are obviously going to reflect those good feelings, and I love it, and yeah. And so we have Lost Impact, aka Fake Eclipse, aka, no I'm joking, um, we have Lost Impact, who uh, used to go under the name of Eclipse. We have the original Eclipse, and we also have Fake Eclipse, in, currently in Lurk mode. So, uh, yeah, too many Eclipses. Just way too many indeed. But I think we're just going to get on with some more music now, enough of my blabbing. So, I'm going to play a song from Super Monkey Ball 2, Sakura Edition, which is a mobile game, which was sadly taken down recently. But uh, it reuses soundtracks from other games. Which is a good or bad thing, but it does have a few original tracks, I believe. And I actually did rip this one myself straight from the um, APK of the game because nobody else had the soundtrack. So, from Super Monkey Ball 2, Sakura Edition, this is Ultra Heaven, right here on Radio Sega. Tropical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
next request resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. And welcome back once again to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Sonic the Hedgehog 4, Episode 1. That's Splash Hill Zone, Act 3. And, uh, unpopular opinion. I love Sonic 4's soundtrack. It's... I don't think the instruments are the best. Like, it does sound like a lot like Dying Cats. Yeah, we've all made that joke before, but... The soundtrack itself, excluding the instruments, is amazing. I just love the way, like... I just love the songs, so when I hear like a good remix of a Sonic 4 Episode 1 on 2 track, it's so good because finally I can enjoy the track properly because I'm not constantly worrying about those awful instruments. But before that, from Super Monkey Ball 2 Sakura Edition, that was Ultra Heaven. That's actually a very good song, I do love that one. And I did say in the chat, um, that in a lot of cases, the Monkey Ball music is better than some of the games I come from. they come from, I mean. Did anyone enjoy Step and Roll? I don't think so, but we did enjoy the music from it. That's the main thing. But now, as we were introduced to by our lovely announcer, it's time for Hasty History. And what is Hasty History? Well, I don't entirely know myself, but Hasty History is basically where we go through the history of a game, or a series, or a console, or something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as we can. And we got two games to cover today that are on our... Um, they're on our list, so why don't we get started with them? So, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, one of my... Well, it's my favourite racing game of all time, it's not one of them, it is. I've got like 500 hours in that game, don't even regret it. It's such a great game, I'd recommend you pick it up on anything. I picked it up today, or yesterday, for about £2 on PC. It, was, it wasn't in like the Steam style or anything, it was like the physical disc PC version. I just picked it up, because why not? And now I have another copy of the game in my possession, yay. Anyway, getting back on topic. Um, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing was first released on February 23rd, 2010. I never got games on launch day, but I have vivid memories of going to a game store on the launch day, and it just happened to come out that day, and I picked it up and... Oh, fell in love. I had the Wii version at the time. But it was it was the game that made me get my 360, and I'm so happy that it made me get my 360 because I love that console. But uh, the original versions had some characters running on foot, such as Sonic the Hedgehog and the Sonic characters, uh, whereas some other characters used vehicles. And the on foot vehicle, oh sorry, the on foot characters couldn't drift like the kart characters, making the game a bit unfair. So later revisions of the game were um, cut down to basically everyone used a cart or a variation of a cart such as a bike or a plane. Uh, many characters were cut from the game, including Sagata Sanchiro, who would have drove on a Sega Saturn. You can't tell me you don't want that, that would have been so awesome. But uh, the online support was dropped from the PC version due to fears of piracy surrounding the online. Basically they thought People are going to pirate the PC version just to play online, so they cut it entirely, which is a stupid decision, because people are going to pirate the game anyway, and two, online is like one of the biggest parts of PC games, and like quite often the reason people buy PCs, because the online is normally better, and also free, and most people play online on there, so it seems silly to cut it out on the PC version. But, um... The sequel to the game was released in 2012 as Sonic and Sega All Star, oh sorry, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. 
But uh, as for our next game, I went for Sonic Classic Collection because I also think this has quite an interesting history. So this game was first released on the 2nd of March 2010. I didn't get it on release, but I do remember getting it somewhere close to release. It was... Um, I can't tell you when, but it was very close after release, but it wasn't on the day. Um, the game uses a modified version of the Genesis with a J emulator. The Genesis, oh, sorry, the Genesis with a J DS emulator. Genesis DS developer Steven Dittrich was hired by Sega to make the game. It's interesting because they brought in somebody who made an emulator to make a game, which normally doesn't happen in the gaming industry. But um, in, rather interestingly, the games use custom ROMs which hide features the DS can't use, such as multiplayer, and remove cheats that require the use of the start button, since the start button doesn't do anything within the game. And I think most interestingly of all, the uh, the game uses a glitch in uh, Genesis DS that makes the ROMs almost unplayable in other emulators due to corruption when using them through that. I think that's quite interesting, the fact that they made it on purpose so that uh, you can't play it on other emulators. That's, that's quite rather sneaky, I see what you did there, Sega. But um, let me just do something before we... Uh, go and check the chat, because I want to make sure... Okay, that should be good. Um, and let's see what you guys have been saying in the chat. So, II says, Monkey Ball is the best game ever. Step and roll, not so much. There is a Switch version. I'll buy a Switch. Viper, stop reading my mind. Indeed, I always read your mind because we finish each other's... Okay, I'm not going to wait for you, but still, we finish each other's sentences. Uh, Lost Impact says, what console is it on? Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. It was on DS, Xbox 360, PS3, PC, and I think that was DS, PC, PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. And, um, oh yeah, uh, Scary Red says PC, Mac, iOS, and Android, as well as Wii and Wii U. And, um, Eclipse says it's very different to what they did on Steam. You can play the ROMs from Steam on different emulators, you have to change the file type though first. I believe I did that once, just to mess around with it and see how it works, and yeah, they got a bit lazy, but that's different in comparison to ROMs which literally break when you use them on other emulators. That's quite sneaky, and I love it, that's why I included it. But uh, anyway, up next is the Request Resort segment, and uh, what's the Request Resort segment? I hear you ask, and uh, I don't entirely know, okay, we're going to drop that gag, but um... The request resort segment is where you can send in a request relating to the topic of the episode. So in this case, it's games released in 2010, and there is a full list of games that you can request from in the Discord, or it is in the, or it's on the Twitter, and it is on my blog post on RadioSega.net. But basically, the only thing you need to do to send it in is send it in through Discord DM. Which is radiose.js forward slash discord. I am Green Viper 8. Or you can send it through Twitter at Radio Sega or at the Green Viper 8. You can send it through a Radio Sega PM on our forums. My name is Green Viper 8. You can send it through an email, which I have recently set up, which is topicalresort at gmail.com. And I believe that is all the ways you can get through a request for this segment. So if you'd like to do that, do that now or forever hold your words, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Awkward silence is the best silence. 
I believe somebody requested something, and also I made a strange noise now. Um, oh, Twinny has got a really good request. I'm going to have to play this, because I'd quite honestly be mad, no pun intended, if I didn't play this. So we will slot that in... We'll slot that in there, so I don't go completely insane. And we've also got some other people requesting some stuff. Uh, I think I will allow an exception for Lost Impact, uh, so I will need to quickly download, uh, I will download this, um, probably while the music is playing actually, yeah, actually no, I'll do it now, may as well, because, why not, um, So obviously I'll be asking you later during the Discord calling, but let us know now perhaps if you have anything to say. So, um, what is your favourite? Um, what is your favourite game released in 2010? Not just Sega, but in a uh, general. Uh, yeah, Lost Lost Impact. I did see your last request, and I'm also doing your current one. Um, yeah. Do you just have a general favourite game released in 2010 in general? me, there's like three main games I always answer when people ask me favourite game in 2010. Sonic Colours, obviously, because, you know, the show's based off Sonic Colours. But also, you got, um... You got... I can't think of the name. Super Mario Galaxy 2, as I've already mentioned, that's my second favourite game of all time. It's really good. I'd highly recommend you check it out. And one of my other favourites, Super Meat Boy, was released in 2010. Um, I, I just really like the platforming. It's really simple, it's really difficult, it's everything a platformer should be. Well designed, difficult, infuriating at some points. Just... why not, I guess. Um, somebody on Twitter has replied to the uh, request resort... Um, has replied to the request resort list with um, the Canon Sonic timeline, ladies and gentlemen, because it goes in order of Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games Classic, Sonic Classic Collection Colours, Free Riders, and Sonic 4 Episode 1. Yes, indeed, that is my favourite timeline from uh, Sonic. Uh, people have been quite active on the uh, Twitter today, actually. Um, somebody mentioned that the Crush 40 version of Free is their favourite version by far. I really like both versions, I just played the Crush 40 version because that's the one that seems to get less love, and I also do really love the original version, but I played it before on um, The Voice of Sega as well, so I didn't want to play it twice in, twice too closely, I guess. So, I think we are going to kick this off now, I'm going to stop delaying time. So, we're going to start off with our usual request from Jamie Mr. Wonderman, just to get it out the way. So, from Sonic Hedgehog 3 or the Sonic Classic Collection version of Sonic the Hedgehog 3. This is Carnival Night Zone Act 1, right here on the Topical Resort. Request Resorts
And ain't fast trying to brace it It's way out of your range If you're like you just Cut a check for the price of your life And maybe I can get you a little something On the license it's, uh, Been a long time coming The squad ready the whole world or something You're so deadly with it But so young that it's damn near impossible To see him coming Yeah, until you see them lanes running Trying to get out of the way of the gunning The shots fired when the dude get it back As soon as you catch a line Pull that hard back coming Let's go So rock with it, gotta use your mind I'm kinda nice with the words, boy, I'm on the grind It's every hitting time and your dude up the back It's guaranteed y'all that we line, break the back And when they scream and instead of call I stand tall, throwing heat at them until they fall I'm telling call me off, but I be doing that A soldier for the battle, but show me where it's at And watch me lay him down, see we don't play around We moving how we feel and get it by the pound The flow got me going off of them tracks, man It's live watching, they gotta Let's break it back, go.
I know. Shall we drop the guitar?
Oh, listen to that glorious talk bed. That can only mean one thing. That means it's time to get a little bit relaxed. So what you just heard there was from Hatsune Miku, Project Diva, second. That was Yellow, as requested by II1980. Before that, from Bentley Jones. I can't read that. Uh, give me a second. From Bentley Jones, Translation 3, Chapter 3. That was so much more 2015 remix, because loopholes. That was requested by Sarah Rose 96 Before that, from Madworld, was Ride, as requested by Twinny. Before that, from Marin Sonic at the Winter Olympics. That was Dream Figure Skating Sonic Open Your Heart, as requested by Lost Impact. And first of all, from Sonic Classic Collections, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. That was that version of Carnival Night Zone Act 1. And now it's time to obviously snap out of this stupid voice. Because it is time for the segment where we ramble. Wow, it sounds like every other segment on your damn show. I know, right? It does. But um, we're going to be going through the list of games on the Request Resort segment. And I will be giving you my opinion on them. Whether you should pick them up, whether you should wait. Or whether you should just, I don't know, perhaps watch some footage of them online. Who knows? So why don't we start off with me actually getting the list? Um, somebody on Twitter requested Space Harrier and Metropolis Street Racer Club Paris. Um, that's not on the um, request resort doc, but um, sure, I guess. I mean, you could obviously use the loophole of. Um, Oh, well, it's one of them's in Bayonetta, but, um, yeah, no, that's not on, sadly. And plus, we've just passed that segment, but, uh, I will. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. But, why don't I actually find this the flipping games list, and I can actually make a start on this? So, Alien vs. Predator. Um, I haven't played it. I haven't seen anything of it, and it's not Aliens, Aliens Colonial Marines, as, um, we saw on the Hidden Palace on Wednesday night because that's a, that's a good game. Yeah, it is. You should check it out if you uh, want your eyeballs to fall out and uh, for you to start gushing blood all over the floor. Uh, Bayonetta, um, Bayonetta, good game. Really love this game. I have it on. Um, oh, I, I had the original. I can't remember if I still do, but I know I have Bayonetta 2 on Wii U. Very good game. Like very fun action games and um, just in general. I don't know what to say aside from very fun. If you like action games, you'll probably like Bayonetta. If you like video games, you'll probably like Bayonetta. And if you're a big Sega fan, you will because there's tons of Sega references just packed in there. Uh, Crazy Taxi. This game makes its way onto the list a flipping lot because it's on a lot of things. It makes it onto the list more than Sonic the Hedgehog 1, which says something because that game is released on everything. But Crazy Taxi, I've mentioned it before. Very fun game, arcade style game, fun in short bursts. Um, how to make you Project Diva second? I don't think this is as good as the first one. I personally think the first one is. I think the first one has a better song selection, but I think this one has the better gameplay. So, like, uh, if you want the better gameplay of this one and the better song selection of the first game, Project Diva Extend is for you. It's just basically the first game, but with added mechanics from the second game. Infinite Space. Don't have any experience, although it showed up on my list before, and I've heard it's decent from people. Mad World. Flipping Mad World. It was only released in 2010 in Japan. It was 2009 in the rest of the world. But what a game. I love Mad World so much. 
it pains me because I always see two copies of the game. There are like two copies of the game in my local game. 59p each. That pains me because that game should be worth a lot of money because that is one great game. But nope, it's always bargain bin prices, sadly. Uh, I definitely recommend you pick up Mad World or at least just listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is incredible. But um, Re Renaissance of Fate, haven't played it. So I can say All Stars Racing, I mentioned I have five, uh, 500 hours in this game. I, I think I enjoy it, I'm not sure. No, I'm joking, it is, I think this is a lot better than the sequel. It is a very enjoyable game. It, it feels a lot like a Dreamcast game in execution, that's not a bad thing. It has a very Dreamcast-esque vibe to it, so if you're a fan of Dreamcast, pick it up. In general, it is one of the better Mario Kart clones. Very fun, very polished. It still does have some online aspects to it. Like Some people do still play it online. If you go to uh, the Xbox 360 version, that's normally the most active one. Uh, as for the next game, Sonic at the Winter Olympic Games. No, I didn't misspell this. Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games was a 2010 mobile game and um, I actually have it it's on my it's on my iPod touch 4G and also why is my phone on my desk that shouldn't be on my desk uh, yeah no it's it's um, a 2010 game it was delisted very quickly after it was put up which is such a shame because I think it's a pretty decent mobile game. Uh, it is on the internet if you're interested, and um, basically just search for the game, and um, I, it should come in an IPA format, and you can use a program called Cydia Impactor to um, force it onto your iPod, and there, from there you can play it. You can also do the same exact same thing with the Sonic 20th Anniversary app, which is how I was able to capture footage from the both of them a while back. But uh, yeah, if you can somehow get your hands on Sonic the Olympic Winter Games, I'd recommend it. Sonic Classic Collection, um, a pretty decent collection. The emulation can get a bit poor at times, but then other times it works fine and it's really fun. But it's basically just Sonic on the go, but oh man, that MIDI, mu that MIDI music that plays in the menu. Mad nostalgia. Let's see if we can get it on right now, just to talk over, because oh, that'll be good. Let me stick it on right now. If I even have it, I can't remember if I have it. Yes, uh, no, okay. Where is it then? Because it should be here. Uh, I now have to search through all of my music. This is fun. Bow, bana, bow. Yeah, it should just be under Sonic Classic Collection at Menu. Why are you not showing up, damn you? Yeah, okay, so it's not here, so we won't be talking over it, but just pretend. Just pretend, damn it. <sighs> Radio DJ, you suck. Suck. Yeah, um, let's go on to our next game then, but um, Sonic Classic Collection. It's decently cheap, so I'd pick it up just for that aspect if you want Sonic on the go. Sonic Colors, this is like the second time I believe this has showed up, which is strange considering, you know, the show is based on Sonic Colors, or a stage from Sonic Colors. Um, I, I never find the words to say about this game, because on one hand I love the levels and I love the music and I love everything about this game, but 
on the other hand, I feel like Unleashed and Generations just did it better, but I still prefer this game to Generations. So it's like, it's the awkward middle child because it does so much stuff right. It does so much stuff right, but yet I don't feel it's as good as the others. Which is very strange, but yeah, the levels are cool, the music is cool. Uh, 20 says, Opinions on Colors DS. I think it's just as good as the console version. I love Colors DS. In fact, that's the only DS game that I didn't sell. I later rebought all my DS games when I wasn't a stupid idiot child, but, you know, uh, that was the only one that I kept because I sold the rest of them and had to rebuy them, but love Sonic Colors DS. It's just as good as the Rush games, I believe, although the soundtrack isn't as good. The soundtrack's just basically a watered-down version of the Wii version's music. But then you get some great tracks like the special stage music, which are unique and obviously built for the DS rather than being ports. Uh, Sonic Freeriders. Uh, this would be such a good game if you could use a controller, but you're forced to use the awful Kinect add-on. Ah. It's not that I hate Kinect. Oh, I do hate Kinect. But it's not that I hate the idea of motion control games. I hate the idea of motion control games that don't work. The Kinect shouldn't have come out when it did. The technology just wasn't there. The Kinect barely works, and the only game it really works for is dancing games, but that's because they don't require high accuracy. It's something like, it's something like Sonic Riders does, when you're constantly trying to ride on the board and need precise control. Uh, yeah, um, the music's great. The It looks amazing. Just hampered by awful controls. Oh dear. Uh, 20 said, I thought Sonic Colors DS is just Sonic Rush with the former's visual visuals. Pretty much, ex or it's Sonic Rush except with Sonic Colors levels and Sonic Colors music. But it it adds like improve it improves on some things like uh, it fixes like the general gameplay mechanics and also puts the uh, homing attack on the right button after two games. I know, right? Uh, Sonic 4 Episode One, um, mediocre is the word I'd use to describe it. Not the best game, not the worst game. It's uh, forgettable, because it mostly copies Sonic 1, except a really bad copy of Sonic 1. The music's nice, if it didn't sound like Dying Cats, and the level design would be nice if I wasn't too focused on the fact that everything looks so glossy. Sonic, Sonic Adventure DX on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Be damned, because Sonic 4 Episode 1 is the most glossy game of all time. It's uncomfortable to look at at times. Thank goodness episode 2 fixed the glossiness because that game looks so much nicer and actually looks decent. Super Monkey Ball 2 Sakura Edition. Um, you use motion controls to control a Monkey Ball game. You don't need any more information than that if you've ever played a motion controlled Monkey Ball game. Uh, it's nothing like Super Monkey Ball 2 from what I remember, which is why it's strange that it's known as Super Monkey Ball 2. It's basically just a generic Monkey Ball game with the um, Sakura theme put on it, which is basically like uh, cherry blossom trees and stuff all over the place, and a general sort of Asian theme to the whole thing. Um, if you can find the APK online, because it's no longer on the App Store, get it that way, or otherwise don't waste your time on it. Super Monkey Ball Step and Roll, dreadful game because, oh, would you look at that, it uses another gimmicky piece of equipment. It uses the Wii Balance Board, and in theory, that's not an awful idea because you can tilt the Monkey Ball using your own body. It's dreadfully boring, though, like, incredibly boring. 
because you're on rails the entire game. Like unlike you know normal Monkey Ball games where you're like free to explore the level, and you know it's challenging, and you got so many places to like sort of go in the level and obstacles to get around. You're on rails the entire time, which means you can practically never get hit, never any challenge, you just simply tilt backwards when you need to slow down, tilt forwards when you need to speed up. Like, there's on rails, like Sonic and the Secret Rings, and then there's literally being on rails, like you are in Super Monkey Ball Step and Roll, a ridiculously boring game that is an insult to the Super Monkey Ball name. Valkyria Chronicles 2, no experience. Vanquish, uh, came to PC recently. Uh, I thought it was okay, honestly. Um, some people, like our resident Shadid, loves Vanquish. Um, I, I thought it was okay, I felt like it was fairly generic, I'm sorry. I felt like it was quite generic of a third person shooter. But, um, I still would probably recommend it because the game is quite cheap on the PC and it's quite cheap on Xbox 360 and PS3. But, uh, you know, like, take my advice with a pinch of salt. I'm not always right on every game. You know, I'm going to have a different opinion to everyone else. Yakuza 3 and 4. Never played, but I have played other Yakuza games and I absolutely adore the Yakuza franchise. A great franchise. Uh, obviously, tuck the kids into bed before you play the Yakuza games, but... Um, people constantly compare them to Japanese GTA, which I think is an awful comparison, because, quite frankly, calling it like GTA is underselling the game quite a lot. Basically, for those of you who have never played or seen a Yakuza game, the Yakuza is a Japanese mob. You play as a Japanese mob. You, you beat up and you beat up and kill people. You, you steal their money. You basically act like a baller and uh, you know beat some people up. Fairly fun game, and obviously I didn't explain it well. But how how I, how would I explain it? I'm not the best at explaining these concepts, but I'd recommend them. But yeah, if you're not a big fan of Japanese games, you probably wouldn't like them. Uh, you guys have been incredibly busy in the chat. So, Jamie Mr. Wonderman says, Alien vs. Predator 2010 wasn't a bad FPS. Certainly one of the best licensed video games I've played. And he also mentioned he paid £2.98 for, for Mad World. That was from Game Also. That's not as much as a crime as 59p for Mad World. You have no idea how mad that makes me. Uh, Eclipsis, I really like Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Would have to agree with you there. Sarah Rose 96, not... Not to forget Viper Bayonetta 1 has a reference to the Devil May Cry series with, en with Enzo, the fat guy at the start, as the character was featured in Devil May Cry, I don't know which game. Um, well, the development team from Devil May Cry um, went on to work on uh, Bayonetta, I believe, because they didn't work on it anymore and they were brought in to develop Bayonetta. Uh, Twinny says, Bayo and OG Dante will never meet. Dante from the Devil May Cry series, ha 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 ha. Um, IS is cheap on the DS, but it only cost me about £5 cartridge only. I believe he's talking about Sonic Classic Collection. Uh, the King, the resident fat man, says it was indeed, but with a wisp though, and better level design in reference to Sonic Colors DS and Sonic. and um, Sonic Rush. Uh, Rexy, uh, resident Jamie Idol, says. Do you think those Super Monkey Ball games would be better on the Wii with a banana skin for the Wii Remote, like with a banana controller in the arcades? No, because they're dreadfully boring games. A banana skin would not help that, I don't think. Um, it's it's difficult to explain because like the term on rails is used so loosely, but you are literally on a rail, like. 
you have no control except for moving forwards and backwards pretty much. It's not a monkey ball game, it's practically just a motion control game at that point. Even like Banana Blitz, although the motion controls were dreadful, at least it felt like an actual monkey ball game. Unlike Step and Roll, which just feels like motion controls the game. Uh, Mr. Rexy Wonderfan says, Members from Clover Games, along with a couple from Capcom, left and went to form Platinum Games. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And uh, before we go, Twinny says, First thing, people who never heard of Yakuza the video game, they first see gameplay of it is, What is this? A Japanese GTA? I think a more. Um, I think a better comparison is to. Or well, obviously, the best comparison would be to Shenmue, because it's a lot like Shenmue. But to your average idiot who's never heard of Shenmue, I believe that the best comparison would probably be like Heavy Rain or one of those style games. Like, uh, it does feel like a lot like those games in some situations, which is why I'd recommend you, you use that to lure people into the series rather than saying, It's a Japanese GTA, because it's not. <laughs> You're just going to be wrong the entire time if you say that. But anyway. Enough of my rambling, because that's all we seem to do on the show. We're going to play some music. So, speaking of Japanese GTA, from Yakuza 3, this is Test Your Imagination, right here on the Topical Resort.
Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega. Thesis. Oh, I forgot how much of a tune this talk bed is. Welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Valkyria Chronicles 2. That was Farewell My Academy. No need to get tearful. But before that, from Yakuza 3 Japanese GTA, that was Test Your Imagination. Quite a contrast in tracks, I hope you would agree. Two very different tracks being played. But now it's time for the Topical Thesis. And what is the Topical Thesis? Well, Topical Thesis is when I give you an opinion that I've heard around the Sega community or I've come up with myself, and I give you three points why I agree with it, three points why perhaps I don't agree with it, and then we come to a justified conclusion. And obviously, as usual, I would love to hear your opinions, but I will tell you how to do that after we have come to our conclusion. So, today's Topical Thesis, the Sega Superstar series. Should it come back? So one of my points for is it gives exposure to older franchises. You know, the Sega Superstars series 
its goal is obviously to include as many heritage Sega franchises as it can. So naturally, if you have Sonic on the cover, it's going to sell to people, and then people are going to go, hmm, who's this Knights person? Who's this Alex Kidd person? We want more games from them. And everyone's happy because we all get more games and we all get to play an excellent crossover game. But um, also, it can take on popular game genres using pre-existing popular characters. Once again, you can put Sonic on the box of practically any game and it will sell, so why not put him on the box of a tennis game, or a racing game, or a soccer game, All-Stars Soccer, aka Ass, I'm joking, that never existed, sadly. But I would love a game called All-Stars Soccer to exist, just for memes. But, uh, Jamie says, when you say the Superstar Series, are you including the All-Stars Racing Games? Yes, I am, but I decided to call it the Superstar Series just because... They, since they changed the name halfway through the series, I decided to call it the original name just to not confuse people. Although clearly that didn't work. But yeah, like you can practically make any game in a um, in a crossover series. So you know, as long as you have a popular character on the box, you can practically make any game you want to. And uh, usually good sales on the games as they're well suited to multi-platform. You know, the Sega Superstars games, aside from the first one, have practically appeared on every platform going at the time. Hell, Sega Superstars Tennis was ported to the Mac. The Mac in 2014. Eight years after the game... and Six years after the game came out. Yeah. But there's no PC version, but there's a Mac OS X version, because why not? Okay, we'll go with that. But yeah, like, they're well suited to multi-platform, so therefore, you know, they're going to make a lot of money, because everyone and their mum is going to want, you know, a um, copy of Sega Superstars Tennis, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, so it's problem with Superstars Tennis on the Wii, it was too easy, it just wasn't Virtua Tennis. Yeah, but I believe there's difficulty levels, but even then, they're still probably way too easy, I can't remember. Uh, points against. Development resources are shifted to games which don't need the resources. Sega Superstars Tennis, or Sega Superstars, sorry, in general, doesn't need a lot of resources. It's a crossover game, it should just be a side project and shouldn't be the main focus of the company. However, since they're going to sell the best out of any of the games coming out that year, all of the resources are shifted to that game, and games that actually need love don't get the love, because a crossover game that doesn't need the love is getting the love. Uh, other games to put on hold to work on crossover games ties into the last point. I can't think of any examples, but like less, res less people to work on other games means halted development. You know, They can't work on them because they don't have enough of a team because they've been taken to put on Sega Superstars games. And Sega may become lazy and rely on them if they make lots of money, you know. Why would they not rely on something that makes a lot of money and just keep splashing that out instead? Or, like, keep, keep, you know, raking in the money because they can just, you know, like, practically release a Sega Superstars game every year like they've been doing with the Sonic franchise. Although they've now realised that's a bad idea, you know, they, they did that at one point, why couldn't they do that at Sega Superstars? So, my conclusion... Although many people see crossover games as crash cash grabs, I believe the Sega Superstar series is well developed and has lots of work put into each game, and I therefore believe that Sega should make more Sega Superstars games. What do you think? Do you think Sega should make more Sega Superstars games? Do you think they should make less? Do you think I should stop talking? Want to get in your opinion? Well, that's quite simple. Go to radiosc.share/discord. And from there, you can post your opinion in the Discord. Or perhaps you're more of a Twitter person. Don't worry, we got that handled. 
at Radio SE, oh sorry, at Radio Sega, or at the Green Viper 8. Or perhaps you don't like Twitter, you don't like Discord, you're more of a Facebook person, well that's good. Just uh, send us a, uh, or send us a post, I guess, is the Facebook equivalent. Send us a post at Radio Sega. You can send me an email, topicalresort.gmail.com, or you can send me a private message on the Radio Sega forums, where my name is Green Viper 8. As for now, I am going to be reading the uh, opinions, or just the comments in general that I've been receiving. None of them are death threats. Yeah. Uh, IS says, my wife got a MacBook Air yesterday. You poor, poor soul, wasting all that money on a potato machine. You know, you could have spent that money on a decently powered Windows machine, but instead... Uh, you you wasted it on something that, you know, practically can't even run Word without crashing. Good job. Except it wasn't your fault, because I know you have more sense than that. Oh, she got it for free from a friend. Thank goodness, you're saved. Okay, I forgive you, but I, if you seriously spent a thousand pound on a computer that can barely run anything, I have to question your sanity just a little bit. But, um, I oh yeah, so apparently I'm not allowed to touch it. Haha, <laughs> we will see. Um, okay, and Jamie has a long wall of text. So Jamie says, So, you all know I have a tendency to buy games and not complete them. Well, this was the list I was making. A list of games that I have and have not completed. This is somewhat this is somewhat of a legend to indicate what's what with the text. Here's the list, still incomplete due to my huge library of games. Now, Jamie, there's no need to brag because we all know you have a huge library of games and we can't just simply be on the level that you're on with just the amount of games you own. But the difference is it's not about how many games you own or it's not even about how many games you play. It's about how many games you play well because that's what I Need Fruit taught me. Yes, indeed. Um, let me... I'm going to open Jamie's list so we can see what games he's been playing because I want to bully him for a bit before we go on to our next music break. Oh dear, that is a big list. Um, let, let, let's see, like, let's get some games that I can bully him for. Um, PlayStation 3. Um, Black Queens I haven't touched or need to complete. Games in Green Meets 100%. No, it's just my... Uh, games highlight and red indicate story completion. Uh, luckily, Jamie hasn't con- touched Colonial Marines, or otherwise I think I'd have to shoot him. Uh, he hasn't touched Black Ops 2. Good, I don't have to shoot you there. Uh, FIFA 11. For some reason he owns FIFA 11. He just must be absolutely insane. Um, aside from that... Um, there's nothing else on the PlayStation list I can really bully him for. He has taste in games. That's strange. I wasn't expecting Jamie to have taste in games. Um, he owns FIFA World Cup South Africa. Okay, I do actually have to bully you a bit for that one because that's quite a poor taste. And same, with Beijing 2008 was actually a decent game. Okay, I'll let you off for that one. Uh, Modern Warfare 2, that was decent. I'll let you off for that one. Uh, Dreamcast Collection. That's not a game, Jamie. I'm joking. Um, uh, Fantasy Star Universe. Okay, that's a good game. You're slightly off the hook for that one. You don't own Sonic Unleashed, despite the fact you own a PS3 and Xbox 360. Interesting. Interesting. Um, nothing there I can bully him for. 
Uh, well, he owns Bully Scholarship Edition and Cooking Mama 2 World Kitchen, so we just know he has some great taste. Okay, he's completed Mad World. I have some more respect for you now. Uh, oh, yeah, he says he owns Unleashed on the Wii. It's not the same, though, damn it. He owns Metroid Other M. All my respect I once had for you was lost. Um. Completed as Mario, of all 121 stars need to complete as Luigi, Super Mario Galaxy. He hasn't even touched Mario Galaxy 2! What is this man doing with his life? Oh dear, Jamie. Okay, right, I've had it with you. Uh, he has a lot... You have way too many games on Steam, like, my goodness. That's not even all the games on Steam, it seems. Oh dear, okay, right, um, overall I'd rate your taste in games about a solid 1. Um, okay, let's see what the chat says. Jamie, you own FIFA 11, 2010, FIFA South Africa, says I. Um, uh, what else we got? Uh, Wonder Inc. says, uh, I hate motion controls. Uh, I, we all hate motion controls, they're just not nice in games at the moment. They could one day be good, but for now they're not very good. Uh, 20 says, if you know where to get Nintendo Wii, which is extinct now. I, I actually bought a Wii about a month ago, so uh, luckily I do know where to get one. Jamie hasn't touched Smash Bros. Brawl. Now, that is a crime, because Smash 4 is good, but Smash Bros. Brawl is an incredible game. Uh, unpopular opinion, I like Brawl more than Smash 4. Oh dear. Oh dearie me, indeed. Um, I think this is now the perfect time to play some music, because I actually want to get in some calls. So. Um, obviously, Hatsune Miku Project Eva's second was on the list, and naturally I had to play my favourite song from the game and one of my favourite songs in general. So, from Hatsune Miku Project Eva's second, this is Clover Club, right here on Radio Sega.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In Yes, 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 welcome back to the Discord call-in, and, but first, we obviously need to tell you what you were just listening to. That was an absolute tune, by the way, that was Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, that was Boom Boom, and before that, from Hatsune Miku Project Diva 2nd, that was Clover Club, another complete tune. But now, it's time for the Discord call-in, and what is the Discord call-in? You seem to be asking me a lot of questions, you know, you want to know what every segment is, you're quite needy, but, um... That's a good question, honestly. Um, the Discord call-in is a weekly call-in where basically you can phone up into the show and you can talk to us about the topic of the episode or just anything in general relating to Sega if you want to sometimes. also feel like I, can men- I should mention, um, I'm now taking pre-recorded calls, which means you can like send me a message. Um, you can send me a pre-recorded message like, asking me a question like why I suck so much, why my show isn't cancelled yet, you know, all those things. And you can put them in a pre-recorded message and send them to me through my email, which is topicalresort at gmail.com, and I'll play them on the show. Because sometimes people aren't always around to call in live, but they would like to give their say on the topic of the episode, which is completely fine. But as for now, um, Discord call-in, all you need to do is have a microphone and you need to join radiose.ga forward slash Discord. And from there, you need to join the chill-out voice room and you have a chance of being dragged onto the show. I'm going to go with my first guest because he hasn't been on the show for quite a while and I'm going to drag him in right now. Welcome to the show, Aya. Ah. Your microphone is sounding a lot better than usual. Hello. Hello. Okay, I can hear you. I'm just going to need to turn you up on there. Hello. I was expecting James to be here first, and um, probably talk about Nintendo games or something. Yeah, talk uh, about a random Nintendo game, of course. Yeah, if we talk about the SNES Mania, maybe I should talk about that, and then that really annoy him. So, aye, aye, what are your opinions on the uh, SNES Mini? Um, in theory, it's something I would like to get. Apparently, people think that... Um, uh, Final Fantasy 3 is actually going to be um, the Japanese um, Final Fantasy 6, which I do really like. Um, uh, it's got Star Fox, which I really like. Um, it's got some character called Mario, so I don't know who that is. Who? I know. I don't know who that is. My, my daughter doesn't. I, um, my daughter doesn't know who Mario is as well, so I brought her up correctly. Pretty much. Uh, okay, anyway, what would you actually like to talk about relating to the topic of this episode? It has to be about the topic. What was the topic again? 2010? Yeah, 2010. A uh, rather important year for you, would you not agree? Yeah, my lovely daughter was uh, born in 2010 on, on uh, the 23rd of May. Um, to be fair, I wasn't really playing much computer games um, that year. Um, before she was born, I was like working quite a lot and... Um, I did the London Marathon in April of that year, and then afterwards, um, it was mainly kind of like changing nappies and stuff. Um, although t- to me, uh, my daughter is um, um, not not to like put her, her down or anything, like to trying to think as as if she's a computer game, but 
Um, having a child is like the, the most amazing computer game ever. Um, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a reset button. You can't save. Um, you just have to make decisions on the go, and it, it's the, it's the it's the best um, it's the best thing in the world. So your 2010 Sega game you'd like to talk about is your own child. Okay, sure, I guess that works. But I mean, obviously, aside from that, um, do you have any like games that year that you found memorable? Just in general, it doesn't even have to be Sega. Incredible radio right here. So I'm just scrolling back to the list of um, the games there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you'd like, cut out for a second. I'm thinking, oh no, my internet's gone again. But no, luckily it isn't. Uh, do you want me to send you the list of games? No, I managed to... Uh, I spent about two minutes uh, scrolling back and managed to find it. <laughs> that works. Yeah, I mean, looking back at the list, it's quite a, a good um, selection of games. I mean, there's, there's some kind of rubbish games as well. Uh, um, but it just shows like how much, like especially like this year from Sega, that things have improved um, quite a lot. Um, you look at that list, and yeah, there's some good games. But there's also a lot of like not so good games. Um, although it's quite amusing how a lot of the games there's been versions like coming out this year. Like there's like kind of new versions of like Crazy Taxi on the mobile, and obviously there's there's um, some really key games coming out this that came out this year, and um, obviously Sonic games coming out this year, and, and uh, uh, both Bayonetta uh, and Vanquish are both re-released. Valkyrie Chronicle Revolution as well. I'm just waiting for Super, uh, Super Monkey Ball game on the Switch, and then I'll actually. I think that would that would push me to buy it straight away. Yeah, like we we want actual Super Monkey Ball, not gimmick Monkey Ball, like the real thing. Oh, oh! Sh- sh- I mean, you know, the Switch has got motion control, so you know it could be fun. It could be, yeah, but I just don't want another repeat of step and roll. Yeah, I think the best uh, the best solution is um, kind of like with um, um, Super Monkey Ball on the um, on the food, yes, where you have the choice. You can, you know, you can use the touch, you can use this way, you can use that way, or you can use the. Um, um, the D-pad or the analog pad, you can choose which way to do it. I think that's probably the best way. So, you know, you've got this gimmick, you can use it, but then after you try it for five minutes and you and you just feel like smashing the, the thing on the floor, then you realise maybe I should just use the D-pad. Uh, and plus, you've also got the thing of Super Monkey Ball 3D actually feels like a real Monkey Ball game in that it has challenge, or I say challenge, it's not really that difficult, but it has, you know, proper level design and... It feels like a puzzle and rather complex in comparison to like step and roll, where there's no real challenge and it's just moving, it's tilting the remote forward to move forward and not doing anything else, basically. Jamie asks, Can you use the gyro controls on 3DS Monkey Ball game? Yes, you can. You can choose to use them. I don't know why you would, but you can choose to use them. Aside from that, um, I mean. In general, outside of Sega, do you remember any games that year that were particularly re- memorable, or any re-releases of games that were memorable? I just don't, I, I, as I said, I really wasn't really playing much many computer games that year. Um, I, I can't really, really remember any game I actually bought in that year, really. And more important things in your life that year, so it's... It's good that you weren't really playing video games, although horrible that you weren't really playing video games because it's your hobby. Yeah, true. I mean, as I said I, I was doing quite a bit, quite a bit of running before my daughter was born, and not afterwards. I think if I 
if I, I just didn't have any time to be playing computer games. I was literally like kind of attempting to be working um, and then like, looking after my, my daughter. Um, and then my um, my wife's grandma um, passed away in China, so we rushed off over there uh, for a funeral. And then we were planning to be there for a while, and then my uncle um, died in the UK, and so we ru- I had to rush back for that funeral. Um, and then, like, oh, I'm you're sorry end- to hear that. Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad. But, um, but not for me so much. Um, it's really for his daughters that are only like. Um, quite young at the time it's quite upsetting about that but um you know i think things move on and you just have to um, live live and learn so in some ways for you it was a depressing year but in other ways it was quite a um exciting year i guess or i say exciting mostly nervous year yeah it's definitely that memorable year um you know teaching my daughter to say her first word and uh, which um, Dingo would love because um, it was a ha 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 lo. Um, <laughs> Hen lo. <laughs> no, ha 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 lo. That would be even better though if it was just Hen lo, but yeah, ha lo, like Halo. Like the worst shooter, I mean, or nowadays it's the worst shooter. I, I need to find a first person shooter up game that uh, I'm actually interested in because. Splatoon. So, what's that? Splatoon, if you actually end up getting a Switch, I'd recommend. Yeah, it looks a lot, um, lots of fun, but um, I'm assuming it doesn't really have much of a story mode, or does it? Um, I don't know. I know the first game had like a pretty decent story mode, but I don't know anything about the second one. Yeah, I just I just like the story mode from Halo. I just, just felt like quite an epic story. Um, obviously, just the first three and the... Um, and um, Halo Reach, and, and uh, not, not obviously Halo Four, because that I just I just wanted it to end. In time. <laughs> Put me out my misery. Yeah, I, I, the beginning I was kind of getting through it, and then I kept on having to do like the the, the flying parts in the game, and I was like, like, why? Why is this? What? Why? What? And uh, and then it just dragged, and I was like, I want it, I want to finish it because I, I just want to know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I just kind of felt like like I did when I was playing Final Fantasy Thirteen, and it, it accidentally kind of a, some stupid reason I had it on its sides and it's, it fell over, and then it scratched the disc, and I didn't get to complete Final Fantasy Thirteen, which I was very happy about. So I just kind of wished that it it just got scratched, so I didn't have to play it. Uh, okay, right, I'm going to give you a very quick opinion, or a very quick thing, but um, Halo Re- Reach was released in 2010. Give like a Try and give a 50-word summary of Halo Reach, in your opinion, if you still remember it. Um, try not to do spoilers, because we haven't played it. Um, I mean, it's, oh man, I don't know why it's spoilers. Kind of, I knew what was going to happen, because you kind of need the story of it from Halo. But, um, but it, it's just... It, I think it's my, my favourite Halo game. It's weird because obviously, you know, the Master Chief is the main character. Um, but just the story of, of of them just sacrificing themselves, basically. Um, and if they hadn't have done that, if they hadn't have... If, if things that happened, didn't, uh, happened in Reach didn't happen, then, you know, um, the Master Chief wouldn't have been able to do, do, um, do what he did in Halo. Um, it, it's... Um, Halo Reach is like um, The Force Awakens, 
Um, um, from the start, no, not four. Is it four? Which one's the one, um, um, the prequel one between, um... Before. I don't remember, sorry. <laughs> anyway, that, anyway, that people, you know, that, that film. Um, it's like that, um, uh, no, so Rogue One, that's the film. Yeah. It's a bit like Rogue One where it's like a prequel, um, to the main, um, to the story. And, and you know, and there's lots of events in there which, which mean that the, the next thing can't happen, couldn't happen without that. Um, but... The most, um, the biggest thing that I noticed with um, Halo Reach was that um, back then I was being quite stingy with computer games and such, and I didn't, I refused to buy games brand new because um, I was just like saving money. I you know, had, had a daughter, a young daughter that, uh, that, was, um, that was taking money. Um, but um, Nappy don't buy themselves. Um, but um, I eventually bought it, and I think I bought it for about £10, quite a lot um, later. And I was playing through it, and then it was actually only um, this year, um, a little while ago, when I bought my um, um, RGB to HDMI converter from a 360, that I actually get around to finishing it, because it was kind of like upsetting for me, because I was playing... I was playing the game you know, like, like, year, you know, like a couple of years ago, whenever it was, a few years ago, and I really enjoyed it. But just like like a really amazing book, um, you get to a point and you're like, oh, I kind of want to slow down. I want to really appreciate it because when this game finishes, that's it. That's Bungie Halo over. There's not I, I, when I finish that game, that will be the last time that I play a, a Bungie Halo game. And to me. That's when the series died. Um, Halo Four, um, it just wasn't Halo for me. It just it, it just seemed like a cash cow that they just they were just carrying on the, se- uh, the series just to make money rather than actually having a a, a point in the plot that actually made any sense. Um, so yeah, fi- finally finishing that game um, was quite you know, emotional, really. Okay, fifty words be damned, I guess, but. Uh... Yeah, but I, I quite enjoyed Halo Reach, but anyway, sorry, I'm going to have to shove you on because I've just noticed the time and we got 15 minutes, but uh, any last words before you leave, before I drag you back to Chill Out Doom? Um, just quickly, um, um, not to like kind of promote like, PlayStation too much, whatever, but um, if you do have a PS4, um, I recommend going over to the PlayStation Store. Um, they've got a sale on um, like Japanese kind of games, um, so like games like Rares, Yakuza 0, um, Hatsune uh, Miku, um, uh, Project Diva, um, Future Tone, Future Color Tone, whatever it's called. Um, all those kind of games are all like, on discount, so there's lots of like really great games there. Um, so if, you, if you've been kind of waiting for a sale for those kind of games, then um, it's, it's a good time to get it now. Definitely, I'd recommend picking those games up. But anyway, I right, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we will see you again at some point, hopefully. Yeah, latest. Want to scream or anything? Uh, that sounds dodgy. Um, yeah. no, no, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. See you later. All right. Yeah. Later. Bye. And that was I. And I'm going to quickly move on because we need to get on. And up next is the toppy mix. What is the toppy mix? It is one Sega track that relates. To, oh, sorry. One Sega track that doesn't relate to the topic of the episode. A remix which relates to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track which doesn't relate to the topic of the episode. As I mentioned lately, I've been on a bit of a Mad World binge, and that led me to going on an Anarchy Reigns binge. And naturally, we had to play an Anarchy Reigns song. So, from Anarchy Reigns, this is My Town, My City, right here on Radio Sega. 
let's get scratching.
Sorry, you just caught me laughing because um, the Topical Resort Gmail just got a 419 scammed and uh, I was laughing an incredible amount because I'm owed £9 million. I know, right? It's quite scary. You know, I can I can become rich, I can finally further my resort, except, you know, I actually owe them £9 million after this, most likely, you know, if I actually decide to take the money. I need to be quick because Rexy's on next and um, I'm going to overrun. So, what you just heard there was Heaven Up from uh, Hover, as requested by 20 a few weeks back and I decided to play it now. From Spin Dash 2, Hyper Potions, or Hyper Potions on the album Spin Dash 2, that was Tropical Resort from Solid Colors Remix. A preview was to come on Rexy's show of Spin Dash 2. For that, from Anarchy Reigns, Mad Max Anarchy. That was My Town, My City. <coughs> and up next, um, because we haven't played any Sonic Colors music next, what could I possibly play? Oh, it's Tropical Resort. So, I've been your host, Green Vaporate. Uh, thanks so much for being a good chat. And uh, I'm going to leave you with Tropical Resort Act 3 from Sonic Colors on the Wii. I've been Green Vaporate. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you come back next week when we'll be celebrating the anniversary of a certain purple jester. Jester, but until then, I hope to see you around. So long.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.